Welcome to the Mighty Rip Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah. As always, the Mighty Rip Podcast is coming to you live from the super plush Mighty Rip Broadcast Studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop ripping on players, coaches, and bad front office management, Dave DeBah. Coming up on the Mighty Rip Podcast, I've got my top 10 questions about Roger Goodell actually attempting to conduct the National Football League draft from his basement. Plus, this should have shocked absolutely nobody out there unless they were hanging out with a volleyball on a deserted island in the middle of nowhere. Rob Gronkowski is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All of that, and trust me, a whole lot more coming up on the Mighty Rip Pod today. But we begin <laughs> with, with what I can, what really can best be described as Tom Brady's security blanket. Uh, look, you know, when my kids were small, um, one of them loved, uh, had a pacifier, and one of them had like a security blanket, and they would just keep those things with them at all time. Now, with Tom finally moving from the Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, It should have been no shock to anybody at all that Gronk wanted to follow him. Heck, Gronk actually turned down, (laughs) he turned down a trade two years ago to go to the Detroit Lions. Well, you can't blame Gronk for not wanting to play for the Detroit Lions, so I'm not even sure how valid that statement really is. But Gronk said basically that he only wanted to play with Tom Brady, and as it turns out, all it took... All it took was a fourth round pick for the for the unretired, uh, excuse me, retired to go from retired to unretired and become a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, leave it to Bill Belichick to still secure a fourth round draft pick. I'm just saying he is a brilliant man on so many levels. I don't know if you know this, but but the Patriots over the next two years, the next two drafts, the draft that's happening tomorrow night and the draft that's going to happen next year, have a grand total of, wait for it, 22 picks. I'm just saying that Bill Belichick is definitely loading up on a lot of picks for something. I don't know if it's going to be an attempt to bring in a quarterback this year or next year, but all Bill Belichick is basically doing at this point is collecting draft picks. As for Gronk, Look, Tom Brady got to Tampa and he realized that dinner actually happens at lunchtime. And he was like, I got to have a buddy with me when I have dinner at lunchtime. What better guy than Rob Gronkowski? All right. So now when we get really serious about this for a second, should we, do we actually really believe that this is going to make any sort of difference at all? Uh, well, according to Vegas and a lot of the other sports books out there, they believe that it will. The odds for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at winning a Super Bowl have gone up a little bit since Gronk was announced yesterday to be a new member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I don't know if that means anything because we are talking about Tampa, but still, it says a little something about where Gronk is. Look, Gronk doesn't have to play every game. He just needs to be in the big games and occasionally score a touchdown in the red zone. 
It's really that simple. Look, the Gronk that we saw play three or four years ago that would get 70 or 80 receptions a, a, a season and eight to 10 touchdowns, that's not the Gronk that you're going to get here. Of course, the the Buccaneers, I almost said the Patriots because, because they're really turning into the Patriots South. I Aren't the Buccaneers really just the Patriots South at this point? Look, you know, you know that there's going to be other former Patriot players following just social distancing and knocking at the door of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers headquarters to get in. You know it's going to happen. Look, if you see Adam Vinatieri show up, <laughs> that's the sign that 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't going to win anything because that guy's got nothing left in his leg. Like I, I don't even know if he can make a 42-yard field goal at this point. Still, having Gronk on this team from a X's and O's standpoint, it means a lot. Look, Gronk could play. He could play on every down. They could use him as a blocker if they needed to use him as a blocker. But what they're probably going to do is use him in key spots throughout the season if this season actually happens. Look, I I, I think this is a great pick for the Patriots, uh, excuse me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on so many different levels. It's one, it's it's that safety net. It's that it's that blanket. It's that Tom Brady pacifier. It's the comfort with Gronk. I mean, like I went back and I watched some footage of the two of them playing together and Tom Brady just looks so comfortable throwing the ball to Gronk. Even in even into tight situations, Brady has a lot of confidence that Gronk isn't going to let him down. And even when Gronk's body was letting Gronk down, Gronk still found a way that if he was in a game, he would give it everything he's got to make sure that he didn't let his buddy Tom down. <laughs> in some respects, sort of uh, sort of the same way that Michael Jordan played, um, just all out all the time. Look, for the Patriots, uh, excuse me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is a big move. It does make a difference. If Gronk can stay concussion-free and injury-free, and they are able to make the playoffs, watch out. Just, that's all I'm going to say, is watch out. I'm not going to say they're going to win the whole thing, but they're certainly going to be in a position to make some noise. Speaking of making noise, did anybody see what Draymond Green said yesterday? <laughs> uh, leave it to Draymond to go on to a, uh, to go on to essentially a, a podcast and just get himself into a position where he's able to just simply open up. Uh, the reporter asked me a question. I had to answer it. No, you did not, Draymond. You wanted to be asked the question, and you wanted to answer it. I'm not saying the way you answered it was bad at all. In fact, I completely agree with you. I've even written articles about what a whiny blank KD was while he was here in the Silicon Valley. It's not that I didn't respect KD as a basketball player, but when it came to the way KD dealt with the media, when it came to the way KD actually did his players on the Golden State Warriors, it was all Bush League, absolute Bush League. So I don't really blame Draymond for 
for getting on to, um, uh, for ending up in a situation where he's forced to answer a question. But don't be fooled for a second. It wasn't like a curveball. It wasn't like he didn't know it was going to come. Draymond had something on his mind, and he wanted to make sure that he got it out, and the message was clearly (laughs) delivered by, or clearly heard by everybody out there. All right, so moving on to our feature story. Now, look, I cannot wait for the big National Football League draft, which is uh, literally, we are now less than 24 hours away from the National League football draft. Now, if you've been following the Mighty Rip Pod, you know what I think about Tua. Tua. I, it, Tua is like Serena. Tua is like Tiger. Tua is like Michael. Tua is like Tom or Tommy. Tua's like Peyton. <laughs> He's a one, you just say his first name. He has so much talent that I do not, as I've said on previous podcasts, understand how general managers in the National Football League are going to pass up on Tua. A report came out earlier today. I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to mention who wrote it because I don't want to get in trouble. But a report came out earlier today that basically said that Tua was going to fall. And if two teams, there were two teams, if the Chargers or the Miami Dolphins didn't pick Tua, it could turn into a very long night. Now, look, I've referenced Aaron Rodgers before uh, when speaking about Tua. And I'd hate to see all of these other general managers look if the vikings who i'm a fan of who have a draft pick in the 20s and if Tua's still sitting there if they don't take tua i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> and yes i know i'm paying kirk cousins all this money but tua is that kind of uh, a franchise changing quarterback that you have to take a risk on Look, I know, I know Washington's not going to do anything at two. You just know Washington's not going to do anything at two. And Detroit, let's face it, I love Matthew Stafford as much as the next guy. And I think Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback, but he's not, he doesn't have enough left in the tank. Why not grab Tua at three? So it's just interesting. So anyways, so I put together this list of the top 10 things, <laughs> really the top 10 questions I have about Roger Goodell's attempt to actually conduct the National Football League draft from his basement. And I'm just saying, look, there, there's so many different directions that you can go in when you think about what does Roger Goodell's basement actually look like? Look, I imagine he's got one of those, you know, prototypical man cave bars that's fully loaded with a ton of whiskey. He's probably got some bourbon. Uh, I bet you he's got some hard to pronounce wine, some of it from France, some of it from up the street in Napa. And then you know that he's going to have one of those mini see-through refrigerators, which is fully loaded with a lunch, a bunch of Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> you just know that. You know there's going to be a pan to the Bud Light seltzer at some point during the first round of the National Football League draft. Like, I just, I cannot wait to see how this stuff 
all unfolds. So top 10 questions I have about Roger Goodell uh, conducting the draft <laughs> from his basement. Number one, does Roger Goodell actually have a New England Patriot shrine in his, in his basement? Is there any evidence of Tom Brady or Bill Belichick's gear rolling around his basement? I Seriously, I need to know if that is actually uh, possible. Look, I think it would be absolutely fantastic if the if the um, if the camera crew pans and they see Tom Brady's a replica, if you will, of Tom Brady's missing Super Bowl <laughs> jersey hanging on the wall. The jersey, as we all know, was allegedly found, or was it, Roger? <laughs> okay, number two: Will Roger Goodell actually feel the need to wear a suit and a tie? into his basement or will he go with one of those cheesy nfl branded golf polos or maybe he'll pull out a gold-plated bathrobe from the ritz carlton i'm just saying wouldn't it be great if he showed up in a bathrobe (laughs) i wonder if vegas has got any kind of prop bets on whether or not goodell wears a tie wears a suit at all Anyways, um, another question I have about Roger Goodell conducting the draft from his basement. Will Roger Goodell, or does Roger Goodell actually have his own bowling alley (laughs) like Lady Gaga? Number four, will Goodell be booed by his own family? Look, I'd love to know if he's actually going to be booed by his own family. Speaking of Bud Light, they're actually running a Boo the Commissioner um, social distancing uh, campaign, which is absolutely fantastic. Look, I think the way to actually handle this is for the National Football League to actually allow a few social distancing fans into Goodell's basement so that they can just sit there and boo him throughout the entire first round. I think us as fans would feel a lot better about this draft, even in a virtual scenario. Number five, will we see an old Papa John's pizza box? (laughs) Number six, does Goodell have a life-size wax replica of the Bud Light night in his basement? Look, I heard a rumor about this, uh, but before uh, we jumped on to do the podcast, I do have to say I have been unable to confirm (laughs) that that is actually true. Number seven, how many ball pumps and deflated footballs will we see? Number eight, since this is a joint broadcast between the National Football League Network and ESPN, will Goodell be wearing a pair of classic Air Jordans? (laughs) Number nine, when Goodell holds up a team jersey and presents it to a uh, just-drafted player virtually, Will any of them have a Tom Brady poster strategically posted behind them? And number 10, questions that I have about Roger Goodell conducting the National Football League draft virtually from his basement in the event there are technical difficulties. And look, and you all know that there are going to be technical difficulties. Will Goodell get so frustrated that he starts quoting Bob Uecker's Harry Doyle character from Major League? I just once, just one time want to hear Goodell say, ah, the hell with it. (laughs) Just once during the first round, I just want to see Goodell get frustrated and yell, ah, hell with it. 
like Harry Doyle would do from the Major League uh, Baseball movies. All right, North America, uh, super excited about the upcoming National Football League draft. It is going to be an outstanding uh, Thursday night of coverage. Cannot wait for it. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Mighty Rip Pod. Uh, Do check out our website, fresh content on a daily basis. As always, for the Mighty Rep, I am Dave DeBob, reminding you that sometimes players, coaches, and front office folks make horrifically bad decisions. Bill O'Brien, and it's our job as fans to set them straight. Thanks so much for listening to the Mighty Rip Podcast. Make sure to check out Mighty.Rip, where we are covering the latest from the world of sports. This month, we have in-depth coverage of the National Football League Draft, Michael Jordan's return to TV, and the NBA's latest attempts to produce virtual sports.